Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Listen For Real. I'm Jennifer Brown, and today is going to get interesting. And I'm going to just fully own right here, right now, the fact that I am coming into this podcast fairly clueless, but so intrigued and so determined to understand more deeply. My guest is this magnificent woman named Rebecca Thorne, and I'm just so happy you're here, Rebecca. Thanks for being with me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) So here is why I brought Rebecca along for this conversation, and I'm just grateful you're all joining us. She is an intuitive spiritual healer. She is a licensed clinical social worker. She's a coach, but she is different because she uses energy techniques to help people with unsolvable problems kind of delayer themselves. And here's what's fascinating about that for me as someone who has self-confessed on this podcast and many other locations that I get stuck very much in my mind and what I can navigate through my logic, my reason. Well, that's a pretty limited place to be. (laughs) And that leaves a lot out. And so what I love is she, she is very versed in what she put in her bio, the invisible world. Well, right there, I go, what, what, wait, there's an invisible world. I'm not aware of that. Right. And so I thought, oh, there's, and I, I met Rebecca in a mastermind with a lot of other female entrepreneurs and I was just struck by her ability to um, communicate. She's just this deep, intuitive feeler. And I thought, and she's so wise and she would say things. And I thought, I need to understand her more deeply. So then we were recently on a Zoom meeting and Rebecca referenced something called human design. And I went, wait, what's that? And she goes, oh, yeah. And she was telling someone else, you're uh, blah, blah, blah. I can tell by you're doing this. And that's part of your human design. So that's why you're reacting and responding in such a way. And I said, I need this. I, I need to understand what you're talking about. So I asked Rebecca to take some information about me to help me understand my human design and actually give it to me here. So we are going to do that. Yes, you all are going to hear it at the same time I am. But I thought, you know what? I have nothing to hide. This is an exploration for me. Why not do it here? Because I espouse an exploratory mindset. So we're going to talk about all that today. But first, would you just say a little more about what it is even to call yourself an intuitive spiritual healer? What the invisible world is and maybe how you came to understand this Um, Because I'm sure there's a story behind it of how you arrived at this. I don't, you know what I mean? I would love to just talk a little bit more, let them get to know you a little bit as I've gotten to, and then we'll go from there. Okay. That sounds great. Those are really big questions. I know. And I love big questions. So I'll just talk, I'll do my my manifesto thing and we'll see where that goes. Right. Um, So I haven't always known these things about myself, but, um, I was in a very unhappy place in my life and, um, I was trying to figure it out and I was really drawn to figure it out. And so I started moving towards healers, angel healers. I go to the new age bookstore. Um, I read lots of books. I have many books on all kinds of different things that you can't see and can't see means, 
the five senses that we have. We are so much more than that, but our culture teaches us that, you know, we, we are just this body and this mind. And one of the favorite things people will be like, well, I thought of that, you know, or I can't figure that out. I mean, we're so stuck in our head and you just, re you referenced that just a few minutes ago too, you know, because culturally that's what we're taught. But what I have learned over the years and most recently too, learning about human design over the last few years and is this is not the decision maker right? Our heart is the largest EMF in our whole body. And our heart sends more messages to our brain every day than the brain sends to our heart. And the heart is what is connected. We have subtle body layer systems that we connect out into the world. And I love this example where they say, we are all just one big ocean, but we are each a wave in the ocean. <clears throat> so there's this intuitiveness, intuitive meaning how we, how do we know what we know if we haven't seen it, heard it, smelled it, tasted it? How do we know all that? Yeah. So when we go into our bodies and we trust ourselves, which we've been really learned to cut that off, but there's a knowingness there. So how do you know, some people have this ability that they just know something. They'll say, I, I don't know. I just know that, right? I don't know how I know that. And then they might disregard it, but that's the connection to the higher vibrations, to the quantum, to the bigger world, because, um, I like to, oh gosh, there's so many things I could say, honestly. Yeah, use examples. Cause I hear quantum higher world and I'm like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you, I'll give you a story, please. So, um, I took my, this was a few years, several years ago, I took my daughter to a bookstore and I was standing in the new age section, exploring what was there. Right. And I was standing there. My daughter was somewhere else and it was a big Barnes and Noble store and somebody else came in the aisle. And all of a sudden I just was like, I just got really kind of freaked out a little bit. I was, and I looked over and the, the vibration from this person was just so heavy and, and I felt afraid. And, and the person wasn't doing anything. They were looking at books and stuff, but they're, they just felt so dark to me. And this was really when I was at the beginning of learning about my intuitive, my, my sensitivities, because I had denied them for most of my life. And I went and found my daughter and we left immediately. I said, we have to go, but I don't even know that person. It's like, for example, if you're, if you're in a grocery store and you're pushing the cart around and there are some people you feel drawn to, and maybe the little grandma or, or a child or, or another human, you just feel okay with, right? You don't know them, but then there are other people. You have that person where you keep meeting in the aisle and they just bug you for some reason. And you don't know why, like they're just kind of bugging you we're sensing all the time we're we're connecting we expand way out beyond the body and so when we're together we can tap in and, and feel each other without even knowing it so then are you saying that we all have that ability but some of us more acutely or more or mm -hmm. more attuned to it or that some of us that perhaps i'm going to use myself as an example perhaps i have that but for some reason, whether it was family of origin, culture, um, situationally, I 
shut that down and started to disregard or ignore it or dismantle it or or block yeah. it is is that what you're saying does everyone yeah. have that or only some people more no than everybody, others everybody has gifts so some people will are able to they have very vivid dreams mm. right that give them messages that give them information they see in color they see very big pictures right yeah so I get messages. I don't see pictures. I, I see energy. So when I get intuitive downloads, it's like, I know it's a red scarf, but I don't see exactly the red scarf because I'm reading the energy about it. It's just how it comes to me. And so I hear things too. And when you hear and you hear talking, it, it sounds like it's in your voice. But you you learn, and so we always discredit that, right? We're always like, right. oh, I'm crazy. Like, where did that, why would I even think that? Where did that come from? Uh -huh. And my question to you is, exactly, where, why would you, you wouldn't just think that. Where did that come from? Right. And so there's a lot of, for me, I, I started seeing faces. It, it happened slowly. I started seeing faces. And then one day after a couple of years of this, somebody said to me, well, did you ask what they were? And I was like, I can talk to them. I didn't even think of that. And so then I started asking and they started changing and then I started seeing more things. So um, everybody has gifts, but they're, but they can be very unique. So all I have to say about that. And when I start teaching my clients, this is, is trust yourself, you know, ask yourself, why would I think that? Or, you know, don't, don't rush to bully yourself into being crazy or disbelieving, like just entertain the thought of where, where, where did that come from? What, what does that mean? You know, play with that, you know, be surprised, observe it with wonder, right? Wonder is an awesome thing because you don't have to, you know, you just, it's non-judgmental but everybody has gifts. Some people see, some people hear, some people smell. Um, it's, it's different for everybody. Why do we, and maybe this is because of the different um, exposure I've had in various um, uh, communities or in institutions. Why do you think we shut that down? <laughs> um, is it, it so I want to understand that why do we shut yeah. it down and also um, when you say red scarf and you were starting to reference all that tell me what that meant because I want to I want to oh. understand that more deeply okay so I'll explain that first and then I'll okay. move around so I was sitting with a client one time and I started chant uh, I don't like, I don't normally channel where some, where another energy comes to me to communicate with a client. So I don't look for that, but that does happen to me at times. So I was sitting with a client and they were very upset about something and they were processing something. And all of a sudden I got this image of a red scarf or a red okay. kerchief. Right. And I was okay. like, and I could feel it. I can now feel it. I trust myself enough 
You know, I've practiced. This is this just doesn't happen overnight. It have, it's a process. You know, you're not going to just. I mean, I guess you could just light switch it on, but most people it doesn't work that way. You have to allow it to unfold naturally. And so I said to this client, I said, "Okay, I'm seeing a red scarf. I'm feeling like there's somebody here. Does that mean anything to you?" And this person broke down crying because it was a, it was her mother that had passed. Um, and that it was what happens when you channel is the, the energy will give you something that's specific for that person. I've had green jackets, a green jacket came up one time with another client. This doesn't happen often. Cause I don't, yeah. I, I don't prefer to channel, but if they come in and it's that important, yeah. I am open enough to allow that. And there's some information they need. So they'll give me something for them. And I'll be like, I don't know if this means anything to you, you know, but this is what I'm, this is what I'm seeing. And so the more I trust that, the more amazing it is for people, because I'm given information I don't know anything about. I'm just yeah. a conduit from, you know, from, from source, from spirit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I want to, can we flesh this out a little more? Because yeah. that, that is something I'm newly aware of. I think it's because I just immediately discounted that that existed, or if it did exist, it was taboo to pursue it. Right. So anything, whether it's channeling, whatever, speaking to someone who is no longer here on earth, um, obviously from a Christian perspective, there are many people from a biblical standpoint who see that as absolutely wrong and sinful, um, and that it is, um, not yeah. okay to do. Um, so I think that informed that mindset for me for many, many years, mm -hmm. what I'm understanding now and, and help me if this is just be a guide here, if you would, and, yeah. and tell me where I might be off base because I'm trying to understand. It's very clear to me, the magnificence of God source. I, I choose to call it God, that yeah. there is just this magnificent force and energy and love and light mm -hmm. and all things that make up that infinite power. Right. Yeah. And I understand us to be souls that this body that we take, we inhabit for mm -hmm. the uh, however number of years we happen to be on this planet, mm -hmm. that isn't it, that our souls were before they were in this body, our souls are after, they're eternal, just as God is, right? Right. So it makes sense to me that, well, if that's true, that there is a whole spirit world of people who are no longer inhabiting these bodies that may be around me right this minute. They may be somewhere off in the, in the ether. I, I don't know. And I can't possibly know. And I'm okay with that. Right. So it also makes sense then that souls, they, they are something. And so that's where I guess, is that where energy, um, is that where energy comes in? Like what form and could we possibly know what form a soul takes? Like yeah. tangibly speaking, this is made up of water and proteins, <laughs> right? What is a soul made up of, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a great question. I mean, 
Maybe somebody knows the answer to that for sure. I think we're figuring that out. And somebody listening could probably go, I know exactly what the answer to that is. This is this is what I understand energy. And they're finding out more and more and more about it. Ions out in California does a lot of research on this. Um, so many places, Joe Dispenza, Greg Bradenton. I mean, so many wonderful, wise people are scientifically looking into these kinds of things, but energy is atoms, just spinning atoms, right? And it's the whole idea. Wow, I'm not very equipped to talk sciencey about it's okay. it. Okay, because I'm a. I'm not very work. equipped. Yeah, I get okay. you. I'm a feeler. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But, yeah, but uh, it's just a bunch of spinning atoms. But I do. So I'm going to like skip. And I'm going to say something I think is very fascinating and I need to look it up, but I have heard this. Um, It's from a study like in the late 1800s. And I did read the study, Um, but there was this doctor that did scientific research and he, people that were on their last breaths, he weighed them. And then after they passed, he weighed their bodies and they were nine ounces lighter So I know wild, right? So I've only, I mean, maybe somebody can, you know, chime in and respond when they see this podcast, if they know more about that. Well, I haven't seen other information to support that, but I just think that's just so much fun to think about. It's fascinating because it's just cool. Yeah. That's the name of my next album, a nine ounce soul. (laughs) <laughs> that's so good. I mean, yeah. that's fascinating to me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, so then when you say, um, someone, it makes complete sense to me too, then it souls are everywhere and they take different forms or maybe they don't, I, again, I don't totally understand that, but they still, how do I differentiate or how do we differentiate between being this body as a form of antenna that can pick up things. Right. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Help me understand that too. Send and receive. Yeah. I always think mind, body, spirit's a little backwards. Okay. I think it's body. I think it's spirit, body, mind, because the spirit is all around us. It's what we collect in. Right. And then our body, if you think about it, our body is Oh my gosh. It's so miraculous. It holds, it creates this form. It holds meridians and chakras. It holds the vibrations. It takes information in, it sends information out. It'll, it gives us space to express. I mean, our body is so knowledgeable and we as a society focus on this one part of it most of the time, right? The head, you, the fit, the head, the mind, right? The mind. And yeah. so what I have learned and it's so true. And this is a big part of what I help people do all the time is this is get ready. This is not where we make decisions. We are not designed to make decisions here now, culturally in our mind, uh-huh. Your okay. decisions come from your body, your real right decisions are made from your body. So for you, it's different for everybody. So for you, you have a defined sacral. And so that is your knowingness center. 
that's that mean tell me what divine sacral is tell me what that means your sacral center yeah so it's your decision making center so so for you it's that gut yes or no or it's that uh uh-huh kind of feeling really so this so we get inspiration and information in our head. And it's a little bit different. It depends if it's defined or not defined, but we don't need to go into that. But just we get inspiration, we process it down into the lower part, the Ajna, and we try to decide if what makes sense, what feels right, what doesn't feel right. And then we need to drop it into our body. So you need to drop it into your sacral and go, how does that feel? And your emotional center too, because that's really a big indicator for you. So that's your emotions. So So you're saying for me, I'm going to interrupt you a minute. When Mm -hmm. you're saying for me, is that because you ran my numbers on that human design? Yeah, because you're human design. But for me, I don't have those centers defined. My knowingness center is in my heart. And I didn't know that. So my whole life, people will go, well, what does your gut say? What's your gut say? And I'll be like, um, uh, okay, I don't know. (laughs) Or I make it up, right? And then when I found out about this and learned about human design, I was so relieved. And now I check into my heart center, my will center, and I, and it, it has a vibration and it tingles. And I'm like, here we go. Now I know where to find my truth and my answer and what's right for me. But it's different for everyone you're saying. Well, it depends where you're defined and not defined. It depends on your human design, but you don't even have to know your human design to figure it out. So what I would say to you, if you want to figure it out is when you get out of your head, let's say you get an idea and you're trying to figure something out. You're trying to decide if you should go to vacation, you know, or not. Right. Okay. And so you just think about that for a minute and then just take a couple breaths because you got to practice, right? It's like a muscle. The more you practice this, the more the easier it gets, right? It makes sense. So just take some breaths and drop into your body and just go, where do I feel that? What feels true to me? Just kind of look around, you know, kind of check in where, where do I, where would I know this? Where, where's my truth, right? And just play around with this, with the parts of your body and, um, see if you can get an indicator, you know? So every day, every morning when I meditate and I have my time, I always check in with my body. How's everybody doing today? (laughs) What's going on? How am I feeling? And I'll run, I'll just run kind of the parts of my body. I'll just run through the inside, right? So I'm not checking in with my stomach and then, you know, my belly button. I'm checking in with the energy that's in my body. because it's, that's where life is, in my opinion. So I just check in, how am I feeling? What is going on? Is there any type of person who the mind is that space? So, cause that's a part of the body. Mm-hmm. So are there some people, their human design is, it is more of a checking in with their, with their mind, their rational mind or, or some form of their mind. Yeah. Is that possible? Um, well, so yes, you can, I mean, we can do that whenever we want. There are some people that are completely defined, meaning they have their own energy 
you know, they're not connecting in with other people. And so those folks don't meditate very well. Um, you know, they're, it's harder for them to do that because they're all here, but every single person, the body is where your truth answer is. So this is really a taking in processing area, evaluating, but then it's dropping in and checking in with your body. Now think about it. Your body is your car, right? It's, it's the whole kit and caboodle. So check in with it and see what it says. What right. truth is it holding? Okay. So then here's my question to the red scarf or the green jacket, that soul that connected to you that has something emotional or wise or informative it wants to share with the person mm -hmm. who's here. If they don't have a body to mm -hmm. check in with, how is that how is that soul able to operate and convey this message to you? Does that, does that make sense? That question? Yeah. So, um, and so, I, it's okay if you don't have every no, no, answer. <laughs> no, 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 we can, no, it's a good question. It's kind of like how I said the person stood in the aisle and it was, yes. This person was dark, it was dark energy. And there's okay. more to that story, but it's just not worth it. Okay. But I felt it, right? Or okay. it's like, if you walk in, have you ever walked in a room with a bunch of people and all of a sudden you're like, mm, I don't know if I really want to be here, right? Yeah. You know? There's a certain or, vibe that just doesn't feel right. Right, exactly. That's just, where does that come from? Yeah, that, that's that a great about? question. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're way more than the proof of what you see, smell, taste, or touch. Okay. You are way, every single human is way grander than that. It's way grander than that. And, and so, every single soul too, then is that kind of what you're saying? So even if you don't have a body, you're still residing in, there's still this grander well, the soul is a vibration. I mean, it's, it's, it's energy, it's energy and vibration. Right. Right. And so there's a lot of belief systems and I've lost both of my parents. Um, and so I've done a lot of contemplating about this as well and talking to other people because my mom passed first and she used to come talk to me all the time because my dad was had Alzheimer's. And so there was a lot of challenge with him having Alzheimer's and her not being here. And um, we used to have conversation all the time, like, you need to go help dad, you know? Really? She, yeah. Like your I'm mom's like, soul would speak to you and tell you that. No, I would tell her. I'd be oh. like, you need to go talk to dad because there's, my dad would break out of the place and walk down a busy street. Like he physically was so fit. It was just his mind. And so, and finally, one time she told me, what, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, okay, fair, because I couldn't figure it out. Nobody, everybody's living their own life and their own way. And so dad just wasn't ready to go, you know, for whatever reason he's, he hung around for a little while. So, um, what was I talking about? I got on that story. Yeah. Um, we were talking about souls because I was saying a soul is made up of more than the body. And then you said, yeah, I've lost both my parents and I can okay. speak to that. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
when you connect in or when I get connected to, or when I'm around people and feel them, you know, it's the energy that you're picking up on. So my parents, I used to feel my mom a lot. Then my dad passed and he was, I maybe felt him once or twice, but then I didn't really feel them anymore. I, I felt my mom this past weekend, which was really interesting, but it's been a while. So I have explored with other people and there's a lot of belief systems that their energy, their beingness in this lifetime gets put back into the fold, gets put back into the energetic fold of life. Mm. So I feel like that's true. I don't know anything about it except my own experience with it. But my mom was very, very present for two years till my dad passed. Interesting. Dad passed. They, they, they left. That's so interesting. Do you think so in some um, spiritual practices that energetic fold, I think you called it is like heaven and they label that heaven. Do you think maybe that's so interesting? Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think heaven's on earth, right? (laughs) I think heaven and hell, it's all the experience here. So yeah. 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 I, I, I have a similar experience of that. Yes. Okay. So then could we, okay, here's what I would like to do. I'd like to take a quick break and then I want to understand more this human design. So we could do it by way of my information because that could be illuminating and, and then we'll go from there because this is all. And I want to ask you too, my husband and I were having a conversation yesterday and we were talking about our memories I had the weirdest thing. We started talking. I use the phrase, it's a family affair. And he goes, oh, uh, like a family affair. And he starts naming the characters on, (laughs) there was a show in the seventies. Do you remember the one I'm talking about? (laughs) And I said, oh, and I immediately went, yeah. And I could hear the carousel type, like whimsical music to its theme song. I could picture the bright colors of the intro and it came to me like that. And I said, that's crazy. I have not thought about that. How amazing is our mind that that is probably a 48 year old memory. Cause I was born in 1971. That's if you look at when that show is on and it somehow came up. I said, how is it? I can't remember something from 20 minutes ago, but my brain could bring that up. And then we started talking about the power of the brain. He goes, you know, I actually wonder if it's not in our brain that this brain matter, this gray matter inside our school, isn't what's containing that memory or that information, but that it's out in like the cloud if for lack of a better term out in the sphere. And then it's just that we have ways our brain, um, the antenna perks up and can grab at memories or grab at information or grab it in, you know, stuff. And I thought, Whoa, because it's true. Those things don't disappear when my body and this brain matter is buried in the ground or right. So, right. That's a crazy thought too. And I'm literally still grappling with, is it possible that all of that isn't just contained in my brain, every experience, every reaction, every memory, but that it's out there 
in the infinite. And then we have these antennas. Some of us have longer reaching antennas. Some of us, the antennas get covered in plaque and goo and uh, our brain can no longer reach them. And maybe that's part of what Alzheimer's is now, but there's neurological degeneration going on. You know what I mean? I I mean, these are the thoughts I have and the explorations I was on yesterday in this conversation with my husband, but isn't that an interesting thought? Yeah, I love it. Well, did you guys think, or what do you think about the idea that you also hold it in your body? Uh, Well, that's new information that has come my way in the last few months. And I I learned that because of my near drowning incident. I think you may or may not know last May, I had the near drowning. And Mm -hmm. then someone brought to me the idea that you, whether it's a traumatic experience or something else occurs, it can get kind of trapped in your body. And I thought, Mm -hmm. how is that possible? And it makes sense. And then I was led to somebody who does energy work and um, can help with that. Mm-hmm. And again, I was still not sure that even made sense or that I believed it, but I thought, you know what? I am so open, it, uh, it, you know, just because I don't know it or understand it doesn't mean it doesn't, it's not true. I don't know how cell phone works to this day, but I know it does. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, that's right. That's right. You can't see it. So you're looking for something to, you're looking for proof. Yes. You're looking for visible proof. Yeah, because you've been taught that. We've all been taught that. I think, and in fact, I wonder if it is that human need, and I don't know if all humans are that way, but I'm discovering this about myself. Tell me if you relate. We have such a need for certainty. And so when something can't be certain, it's easier to brush it away or discount it. And I think that's what I've done. Well, that's what you've been taught. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we are evolving into a whole new world. We are as a culture, we every look at the kind things that are coming up, the quotes, the the people are being kinder overall anyway, I think. And it's because we're evolving and part of that evolving. Oh, this is so interesting. Takes on a level of trust, a trust in what you don't see. Right. And that's what you just haven't been taught it. It's been there the whole time. We heard we've always been designed this way, but we weren't ready for it. But now we're ready for it. People are tired of the way it is now. People are people are just tired. Yeah. You know, and so when you start leaning into your spirituality, when you start trusting that there's something beyond you, that makes a huge difference. And you can get all kinds of proof of that. You just have to allow that you're not going to be able to see it. You won't be able to touch it, but you can feel it. You can feel it. And you have to trust yourself that you're going to feel it. You have to trust you're not making, am I making this up? Why? That's how I started really diving into this. I would ask myself, well, I know I'm not making this up. Yeah. (laughs) Why would I I that's right. That's yeah. right. We all have that ability. So if you just, it, you don't, you know what? You don't even have to tell anybody. You can just allow yourself a little space, take a breath and, and just uh, notice, yeah. notice what you don't see. That's why nature feels so good. It's 
the vibrations of nature. It's being outside. It's, you know, connecting in. That trust, whether it's stepping outside and trusting something in nature, trusting yourself, trusting your higher power, trusting Mm -hmm. it, that is a really big point you're making. And that until, um, uh, yeah, I could have a knowing or an understanding, but the old me always had to have it validated externally. Mm -hmm. And what if not everything can be validated and certain? What if it can't be seen by someone else? It doesn't make it less real Mm -hmm. for me, but boy, I'm still wrestling. Like this is heady stuff that I struggle Mm -hmm. with. Let's take a break and we will be right back to continue this conversation. Okay, I want to understand something before we delve into my human design, Rebecca. You referenced these this ability to that it's a practice that going inward and loving yourself and connecting to yourself. You can't love something you're not even connected to if you don't know it, right? Mm-hmm. So this this ability for us to connect inward. This is something I've been really endeavoring to learn this last year, be it just silently getting into quiet or mm-hmm. stepping into nature, et cetera, to just slow down, still my mind, connect, connect with my God, connect with myself and, and, and pay attention to my body a little more. Cause I just don't, I've always stayed in my mind. So body mm-hmm. and soul, I want to kind of you know, spend a minute there. And so I'm really trying to cultivate this practice. This is not, um, this has not been natural to me mm-hmm. necessarily, but you developed cards, which I thought was so cool that when we feel clueless and don't know how to do this, you created these cards for clients, for people like me. I mean, I, I think you have them at your website so we can get access to them. Right. And I'll put all that in the show notes if that is indeed the case. But would you talk about what those cards are? Like give an example of one and what the purpose is and how they help. Um, because that could be really useful because we're talking about all this. And I don't know if there's people listening who might go, yeah, I want to understand that more, but where do I even begin? How do I do this? This sounds so foreign to me. I know that's how I tend to feel. Yeah. You, will you talk a little bit more about the cards and, and, yeah. and the practices on them or the techniques on them? Yeah, yeah. So I created the cards based on what I have learned to do over the years. Um, they're intended to be used when life isn't feeling good, when you're sad, when you're stuck in a pattern that doesn't feel right, when maybe you're just bored with life, you know, and you're trying to figure it out. But what I have learned is we live so much on the outside of us that we're not connected in here. And when we're not connected to ourselves, 
then life is a lot more challenging. It feels like a tsunami sometimes. And so the cards are all kinds of different techniques that help people connect into themselves because that's what I've learned to do. So you draw a card and it might be take a, take a bath, you know, take an Epsom salt bath. And I talk about that, how the Egyptians used to do that, how Cleopatra has done that. And then I give the steps involved to take a bath. So every one of these cards tells you how to do it. It's not just reading a mantra and walking around trying to figure out what to do with that mantra. Like I tell you what to do. Very, very simple. And then I have a end point where it says elevate to the next level. So then it would be a suggestion for something you could do to make, to enhance it more. And so huh. all the cards are like that, where you could spend five minutes doing it or you could spend an hour doing it and you can go through and pick the one you want, or you could just do like Oracle card decks where you just spread it out and you just randomly pick one. And the other day I was talking to a friend of mine and she's really, life is really putting her through the ringer. She's got a lot going on. And I said, I know you don't have time to do the cards, but she's very deeply spiritual too. I said, but even if you just pick a card and you just visualize it, and bring that energy in and think about it, that will help you. That will help you. And so it was so cool because I just, I just downloaded that, you know, I was just giving that beautiful information. So you can make it work for you, but it's a new, I'm sure that there'll be a new approach in there for you to connect to yourself to, and when you connect to yourself, it's easier to breathe. And sometimes then you get new ideas or you start seeing things a little differently, you know? So times are hard, but it doesn't mean you have to feel bad. And I learned that through all the stuff with my parents, as I talked about earlier, it was what my dad, it was wild. It was truly he broke windows and escaped. I mean, he was just going to work or he was doing that. And it was so highly stressful, but oh, yeah. these are things I could do even just to give myself a little bit of space to reconnect. And it's very powerful, very powerful. You know what this reminds me of Rebecca is that if you look at all of the sacred spiritual texts of all manners of faith, Mm -hmm. If you look at the Buddha, if you look at Jesus Christ, if you look at all of these um, spiritual guides, they set this example, everything you're talking about, whether it's retreating to nature, whether it's retreating to stillness and silence, all of this is actually the wisdom of the ages that's been exampled. And right. it makes sense to me now, as you're talking about all that 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 would show up um, not just obviously as a download to you and these cards, but it shows up in spiritual texts of every kind. It shows up um, in non-spiritual texts. I mean, you, do you know what I'm saying? That's. Yeah. It It's not new knowledge. No, it's just, I put it together in a unique way. Yes. You know, you got 29 cards. I made it very simple. My whole thing, and this is how I work with people, and I think this is why I'm good at what I do, yeah. is because this is this is one of my gripes in life. It's like, okay, 
you need to exercise more and then life will be good. You'll be like, got it. I'm going to exercise more. Got it. And then you go home and you're like, I'm getting up tomorrow and I'm doing yoga and I'm going to go for a walk and it's going to be a great day. And then you get up and you drink your coffee and you forget. It's like people have all kinds of advice, but they don't tell you how to do it. Nobody tells you how to, how to do it because you have stuff in the way. You have triggers in the way. You have whatever it could be. And so I'm all about small steps, just a small step. And so that's what the cards do. They give you the steps with leeway to make it your own. You don't have to do it exactly that way, but they give you different ideas. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So is my, now I want to ask you with regard to my human design, Yeah, let's talk about me, shall we? Because I love to talk about me. Is my human design more predisposed to struggle with um, the car, the the techniques, for example, on the cards, or the techniques in general, the wisdom of the ages, as I keep calling it, that the even the sacred texts have drawn attention to retreating into silence, to being alone, to going into nature. Are there some people or personalities or designs of humans that resist that more readily and some that are more accepting and go, yes, that feels so good and natural to me. Yeah. And is that an important aspect here? Or is that just me supposing that? <laughs> That's just you talking about being human and conditioning. Okay. <laughs> okay. So everybody comes and nobody gets out of here unscathed. Deepak Chopra, Gandhi, they got stuff too, because they're human, right? Yeah. We come back and we want to have these experiences. We want to have these growth experiences. And the only way we're going to do that is have contrast. Nobody ever said, my life is great. So let's just, let's just change jobs for the heck of it. No, everybody's like, wait, everything's going really good. Don't change anything. I'm just going to walk the beam and like the kids are good. The spouse is good. No, we have to have contrast to push us around because humans won't change. Otherwise it's too hard. It's too hard. So conditioning we're, we're from love and we, you as a generator, an emotional generator, you get ready. You're meant to be happy. You are meant to respond to things and do and build in the world from complete delight. That's your, that's your energetic, right? But it's the conditioning and it's figuring out how to be you and authentic in a world that has taught us to try to get along and to be respectful of other people. It doesn't mean you'll be disrespectful. It just means we are conditioned to look outside of ourselves first. Oh yeah. I'm a total people pleaser. And I see. (laughs) Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Whoa. Okay. What in my human design tells you that? Well, and and you all, she has this crazy graph of like, um, yeah, put that on the screen because I want to see it. Okay. And I got to tell you, this made me skeptical, but I want you to explain this. 
So when I said, oh, you understand this human design, there's like a whole matrix that you can understand me better. What do you need to know? I want that information. Guess what Rebecca asked me for? She asked me only for the following. She said, where were you born and on what day and what time? Is that correct, Rebecca? Yeah. And right. that's it. Just as if you were doing an astrology reading. Right. Which you're talking to someone who thought astrology was total BS. <laughs> Still don't. I, I really did. I would have told you I've never checked my horoscope. I only know that I'm a Capricorn because, you know, how do you not know that? It's just so part right. of the culture to know your sign. I right. never, I could never tell you what that means. I always thought it was silly. And I would have told you, I would have said anyone who checks their horoscope to know what kind of day they're going to have is a crazy person and is buying into the power of suggestion. And they're going to have the exact day their horoscope reads because they just read it and they've set their intention. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, 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 and horoscopes are pretty general. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so bear in mind, and I am just outing my fact that I have had a very limited worldview around anything astrological, but will you explain? I also understand. I understand one thing I do understand is science and science balanced with the magnificence of God and 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 creation and the intricacies and the incredible lavish detail and uniqueness of each person like that makes sense to me that the bigness of creation and source and that life source energy i choose to call god again but i i want to use uh more oh all god. in all welcoming mm -hmm. words right um okay so that makes sense to me and it makes sense to me that there's things like physics quantum physics and gravity, et cetera. And I feel like they're not enemies of each other. They actually work in concert with one another. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. So is that even a foundational principle when, in which I can then receive what you're about to share? How is where I'm born on what day affecting my design as, as this person? Mm -hmm. That That's something I want to understand. Wow. Let me go look that up. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. We don't know everything and we're okay with that. We're actually okay with oh, that. I'm sure somebody knows that. Well, I'm, I'm very much a feeler. Okay. I'm very much a feeler. Um, human, human design was downloaded by a guy named Ra Uruhu and um, in the late 80s. And so it is putting together the I Ching, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, and uh, evolutionary astrology. And so to me, and probably to most people, it's just the next level of understanding how we're designed. You know, um, it's the blueprint of how energy runs through you. Okay. So that's basically what it is. Okay. That makes sense to me. The blueprint of how energy runs through you. Okay. So can you give a couple examples I'm seeing here in front of you? Yeah. Uh, will you tell me what some of this means? I will. I will. And I just want to say too, that the way you can prove if it's true or not 
is that you run your own experiments. Mm. Test it. So things I say, you might go, oh yeah, or think, or you might go, yeah, I don't think so. Because even though we can have a generalization, a more detailed generalization, we are still very unique. And there's a lot of details because I don't jump into human design down that rabbit hole. I don't do reading. So I just use it to coach my clients and help us accept ourselves of where they are and then get where they want to be. So it's I love cool. that. I love that. Okay. That works perfect for me. Okay. So the human design here. So there are nine centers um, and the ones that are colored in are the ones that you have your own energy. Okay. And so that means that you hold your own knowingness, energetic knowingness, the ones that are open, which are the pressure centers. So that's the head and the root is where other people that have that energy can influence you. Interesting. Okay. So for example, right here is the solar plexus. So this is a pretty powerful center for you. I just want to say too, there's no, there's no one way is better. There's no defined is better than undefined. Okay. There, there is none of that because okay. we are each a piece of the puzzle. Okay. And we are each required to make this thing called life work out and the world work out. So we are just beautifully made and designed regardless of what it looks like. Yes. Um, so for instance, the solar plexus, which is the center here <clears throat> for you and for anybody that has it defined means that you have the energy of emotions and you feel emotions at a deep level hmm. and you probably, well, I do know this to be true. You don't probably anything you have emotional waves and so you may have times where you get kind of low or overwhelmed. And then you have other times where you feel great and on top of the world, but people with a defined solar plexus get these emotional waves. And so what happens is when you have that defined, it's a lot, one of, I always tell people it's the question or the statement you need to have in your back pocket is, can I get back to you? So making a decision right away is not necessarily in your highest good because you have to let your emotions and your body roll through what that opportunity is or what that question is. So I had a client one time and she had the defined solar plexus and she didn't like her emotions at all. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. You're pushing on this emotional wave. That's what, that's how she dealt with it. And was trying to turn it off all the time. She was a highly successful woman, highly successful. And so she just had to become friends with her emotions and understand that wave. And life became easier, came wow. more comfortable. I would never have thought this about myself. Fascinating. That's what she said. <laughs> that is fascinating. Cause yeah, I, 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 I did not think this. Okay. Um, keep keep going. This is, this so, is really interesting. So for me, I have that center open. And what that means is when it is open, any center that is open, you just, like I said, the bookstore person or the grocery store or whatever, I pick up emotions from other people. Mm. So sometimes I can pick up things and I'll be fine. Then all of a sudden I'll get sad 
or, you know, I'll have these feelings and I'll be like, I have to figure out if that's mine or not mine. And so a lot of people are empathic when it's undefined because you feel other people, you take on their emotions. Yes. And so it's really helpful in my business because I can really feel into my clients. I don't even have to do anything. It just happens. So I just recognize it. So sometimes during session, I can, I'll feel them getting sad and I'll go, are you feeling sad? Like it's so powerful because I can tell what's going on for them. It's amazing. What a beautiful gift. Yeah. But also, is it weighty to carry? Because um, in the same vein, you're then receiving and carrying maybe some really heavy stuff. Yeah, right. Right. So that's the that's the challenge with open centers is that it 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 guides you to go deeper. It guides you to look deeper and understand your truth and your wisdom. And so um, empaths or people that have that undefined um, can tend to get caught up thinking that the sadness is theirs when it's not. And so you have to practice. You have to ask yourself, is this mine or not? And so you have an open head center, which is the very top. And that's for inspiration and ideas that come in. And so you can be influenced by other people's thinking. Wait, okay. Explain (laughs) that more. Will you explain that? Does that mean I'm highly suggestible? Or sig- no, not necessarily, I, okay. but it does mean that other, if you're around somebody that has a defined head center, uh-huh. they, those defined head center people really direct a lot of thinking for other people, ideas, inspiration, that kind of thing. Well, but, the okay. of, but the beauty of the open center is that you get that inspiration from a bunch of different places. So for a lot of ideas where if it's mind, it's very precise thinking. So uh, let's play this out for a minute. So if I'm someone who I constantly have ideas coming into my head, a new idea, a new collaboration, a new, I mean, constant inspiration more so than I, as one human can do. And until I have a staff of 40, which that day will come, (laughs) some of this has to be moved to the side or, you know, put on hold or delegated or, or it passed on its inspiration to someone else. So you're saying I have, that's explains why I have all that coming my way, but then here's what I struggle with. I feel like what is wrong with me that I can't execute? Or my husband says, Jen, you have so many things and your mind is just going every which way. And then you're, you're not focused and you're not focusing on one or two things. So does that explain if that's my norm? And so I'm constantly trying to gain a foothold on self-discipline and uh, how I nurture my creative energies and how I spend my day. And I'm really struggling with that, how to create the things I know I'm here to create, but yet there's so much I'm, I feel scattered often much of the time. Does that make any sense with all of this data on this chart in front of us? So your design, you're a generator 70% of the population is generator energy. They're the builders of the world. 
Okay. They do things. There are manifesting generators and there are generators. Okay. So you're a generator. Okay. So you are meant to respond. You are not meant to initiate new ideas. And so what that means is, let's say you get an idea, um, I don't know, to do like to do the podcast. Okay. So, and especially being a solar emotional defined. So when you get that idea, it doesn't mean you just have, don't just do it. Don't just drop and do it because you have to respond to something. So maybe then you're driving around and all of a sudden you see a sign for a podcast and you're like, oh, and then you go out to lunch, you're sitting at a table and the next table next to you, they're talking about creating a podcast. So now all of a sudden you have something to respond to. Then you just drop into your body and you drop into that emotional center and give it a couple days and drop into that solar plexus, yes, no energy and decide what you want to do. So you could do more than one thing at a time, but you need to respond and do the things that light you up, that make you happy. So if you in your body don't have that kind of response that yeah, this is, you know, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days and then it came up here and I heard it on the radio and my kid was talking about it. Yeah. I'm doing it. This is, it, it's just there. It feels like so much fun. I'm going to do it. Yeah. If you don't have that kind of response, then you need to let it go. That's not what you're meant to do. You're meant to build and do what lights you up. Wow. But that is, is that in general for everyone or is that based on what you know about me and what you're seeing in this human design? Mm -hmm. Well, you're, you're a generator, so you're meant to build things, right? Okay. Okay. So what's the opposite of a generator? What, mm -hmm. if someone's not a generator, what are they? Yeah. So you can be a manifesting generator. That's a kind of generator. You can be okay. a reflector, a projector, or a manifester. So I'm a manifester. Okay. So as you, as a generator, you have that sacral. The sacral is your energy hub. It is where you, you have endless energy for what you want to work on and what okay. feels good to you. I do not make my own energy. So if I'm around you or I'm married to a manifesting generator, I have plenty of energy around you people because I, we tap in, we're connected. We've already talked about that, right? Oh. We influence each other, but I don't have my own energy so I can wear out. So my husband's like an ever ready bunny, you know, that commercial. Yeah. Yeah. He's like endless me. I'm like nine o'clock going to bed. <laughs> you know, like going to go read for a little bit. Then I'm going to go to bed. Like I run out, even though I'm around him, I still run out of fuel. So I am meant to inform. So manifestors get the ideas, check in. I check into my heart. I get this idea and then I'll share it. And sometimes it's an idea for somebody to have a great business or yeah. it's, the, it's the solution that they've been looking for because I, I just get a connection from source, you know, it just comes out of my mouth. Right. And I can work on things I want to work on, but I don't finish things on my own. So for a couple of years, I tried to build my business 
and do it all. I took the class on technology and marketing and oh no, it was miserable failure for me. So now I hire people to help me do that because that's not my, that's not my strength. That's not naturally what I do. So every design is different. Some people um, project, I have a projector friend, she's amazing. And so she takes information She would take information from you or anybody around or when we're together. And it's like she runs it through her system and she comes up with, she projects it back to you. She projects other ideas back. She, you know, she gets the yes, no, or she gets the, hey, try this. Or Mm -hmm. she runs other energy through her, which helps give feedback, right? Which helps give other ideas too. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Fascinating. Okay. Tell me one more thing that's very clear and glaring about me on this chart and is, is explanatory for a lot of people. Yeah. So I want, I want the audience, I want you all to find yourself or maybe resonate with certain things here. This isn't just about me and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. And so what else do you think is of note, Rebecca? Well, I'll share one. I'll share this aspect over here, your profile. Okay. So everybody has a profile. I think there's like 16. I should know that. I don't know. There's like 16 different profiles, but the profile is your theme in your life. And so this, I'm a three, five, two, we, you and I both have the same profile. So what, what that basically means is that we are designed to experiment in life. We're designed to try a lot of things. So this is probably that part of you that wants to do it all. And we're designed to learn from those things and mistakes. And then the five is the part where people are attracted to us and we get to teach them what we learned. We give them the shortcut so that they don't have to spend all the time doing it. Hence my, my self-love cards. Here you go. I spent years accumulating this information and I put it together and this is, this is the three, five energy. This is, here you go. This is a gift for you. And so it's a learning and it's a learning theme, the profile, and it's how you engage in the world and how people see you. So when I learned that, it made me so excited because <laughs> I'm like, oh, all those mistakes and those false starts and those things I tried I did learn from them, but I kept feeling like a failure. Like, why can't I get anything to work out? For sure. But now I know I was just gathering information. I was just figuring it out. So there are other profiles. There's a lot of different profiles. There's profiles where people are building from the beginning. There's like, the if you have a one energy, you want to have all the information before you move forward. Mm. You want to investigate, you want to research, you want, you know, that's the foundation of the house, you yep. know? So there's, there's a profile where people are, are people, people just friendly. They just, they attract, they just love people. They're, you know, they're, they, they bring people together in a powerful way, you know, so it's all different for everybody, but it's, but human design is really cool because you get to find out how you interact with the world in the easiest way possible and what's normal for you. When I learned my human design, I just 
I just, I felt so seen. I felt so, oh, oh, this is just me. And it gave me permission to stop pushing on the things like trying a bunch of different things and never finishing them um, to trying a bunch of things. And then when I finally hit on something like the cards or my business in some way, it was spot on. It was, and it's been so much more fun, you know? So it's permission to be you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And that is super affirming. And I hope that's affirming for others as they're joining us in this conversation that we have and can call into question narratives and um, uh, narratives and, and a voice and just this uh, self-condemnation keeps coming up into mind. Some stuff is culturally infused. We're so hard on ourselves. And also we're so intolerant of ourselves and sometimes other people. And this to me strikes me as it's so liberating and so freeing to go, oh, how, again, the magnificence of how we're all created and so uniquely and differently and that there's patterns and variations. And then there's some that are resonant and synergistic and, and similar. And how cool is that? You know what I mean? I, I just, this is, I, I can't wait to get this and look at it more and just use it as one more tool that can help me understand because you did describe me very accurately there. And I think that's fascinating that the place I was born, the date I was born and time of day can play into also what came to me through DNA, through um, nature versus nurture. I mean, all of that is just crazy town, the way it all works together to create this magnificent human and, and it equips us to even be more magnificent and feel good about ourselves and how we move and operate in the world and with other people. I just think that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it gives you permission to be authentic. Like yeah. you don't even know what to be authentic about. Right. You know, the stuff you were pushing on, wait, you're just made that way. It's okay. And you're meant to be different. We're not meant to be the same. So the gift in it all is if you can give yourself permission to accept yourself and look at these things as strengths and who you are, then you can give that same grace to the people around you. Oh, they're designed differently than I am. You know, they're made differently. Oh, this is who they are. Cool. Because we all have a unique part to play. I agree. And and with that, as we wrap up, I really think that affirms for me why I'm so passionate about these podcasts, about these conversations, is it's an opportunity to explore and affirm and appreciate because we we are in a culture that ha, that sometimes is so divisive because if we're not all walking in lockstep agreement with each other, then we make brash judgments and assumptions and we put people into categories. Then we decide they're, they're our enemy because they don't agree with us. There's so many ways this can go that is difficult. 
But what this tells me is my hope for what is possible and can be in conversations like this is really big and beautiful and it isn't it isn't just this pipe dream of oh that sounds so nice there's there's a whole structure uh, invisibly at times um into how we operate like we started talking about at the beginning of this mm-hmm. podcast today is that there's this whole energy and life force and and um activity that's happening even though we can't see it necessarily it's around us. And then there's also, there's data points like with this human design that are really interesting. There, there's all of it and all of it is information and is, and is useful and is to me, um, uncertain and certain at the same time, because mm-hmm. it's just so much bigger than we can get our brains around and that's beautiful and good too. And yet some of it provides such certainty. Like I look at data points on this screen that you're giving me and I go, well, that's definitely accurate. And you couldn't have known some of those things about me. You didn't know me. So that's, that's nuts. And it's on a screen with data. It's not even something you made up. You know what I mean? That's bizarre. It's just cool. Oh, I, I love this. I'm really grateful that we talked. I'm grateful for this conversation and more conversations like these. I hope we will have more of them, Rebecca, because you, um, I just appreciate you using your gifts to pull other people out of wreckage and pain and going, Hey, here's a thought or here's an insight, or here's something that may make navigating life a little easier and more joyful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I don't know. You know, at the lowest points of my life, when I was figuring all this out, my mantra was I can have joy. I can have joy. I mean, we all can have that. I am a true believer in love, not just mm-hmm. romantic love, but love that supports each other. And sometimes that's painful. And sometimes it's sad, but to live at that higher vibration that where you do have this connection in just a kind, loving way, and you're experiencing the world, it's just so much more splendid, so much more splendid. So my calling is just to share all this stuff with people because one soul at a time, increasing vibration, one soul at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yep. I love it. Thank you, Rebecca. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate it. So much fun. So much fun. We'll see you all next time. So glad you were here. Thank you for listening deeply and just taking this in. And if you if you are sitting here with this and going, what? Or, oh, or this makes no sense, or this makes all the sense in the world, please feel free. Remember, I love that people want to communicate and perhaps reach out and be a part of this conversation. Reach out to us on Instagram. It is, um, it's wonderful when we get to hear from you. And so, as you know, it's always in my episode notes, please 
reach out and just say something and tell us what you're thinking right now. Cause we want to connect with you and converse with you too. It isn't just about me and Rebecca. All right. We'll see you next time. Listen for Real is produced in Rockland, California and is edited and mixed with the help of Mark Edward. Our music entitled Zero is written and performed by Shannon Curtis. If you believe conversations like these belong in the world, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And even better, share it with someone else as a real conversation starter. We'll see you next time.